Hi, it's Mickey Dolans here. You're listening to Inspirado Projecto. If I what? doing our first COVID test right now. wasn't as painful as I thought. I know I've heard these stories of people jabbing the thing up your nose. Do, do you have a do you have a little trash bag I can throw this stuff into? I need to show you my ID. Oh, gotcha. Cool. Thank you so much. Take care. Bye. All right. Interesting. So they sit there and they take your information and then they send it to some lab out somewhere. 
geez, man. Things things started to get a little strange in life when you when you had to like there are websites now where if you just want to sign up for something um they want all this information. Your email, your home address, you know, all this stuff and you're going you're thinking why I just want this thing. I just want this want to do this thing and then things got more and more um there's what is it that's the big that's the big like debate is it do you want more privacy or do you want more security if you want more security then they might take away more of your privacy for your own security and then the next question is who is the ones who are keeping us secure what are their psychologies like? Who's monitoring them? So little by little, little by little, little by little, little by little, nickel and diming. You know that, that phrase, nickel and diming? Um, until eventually there's an explosion. The, 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 um, the slingshot, you pull it back far enough, eventually you're going to have to let it go. And, um, so yeah, I've been taking my D3, my vitamin D3 pills, uh, been drinking my ozonated water, been keeping very healthy, very healthy, rarely go, uh, go out anywhere, wear my mask, doing all that, doing all that wonderful stuff that they tell you to do, and, uh, Things fine. Next question is how many of the COVID deaths or people, you know, who are they go down in the books in the in the death books, they go in the down in the death books as having COVID. How many of those people actually did have that? Because as you know, there is a there's a big question mark on there as to uh why these hospitals were some interesting interesting documentaries about this where you actually hear it from the nurses themselves. And they're going, Why why this is suspicious? Why are why are you making us write down that they died of COVID? They didn't die of COVID. They died of this other thing. Oh some very, very very curious, right? Very curious. There was a wonderful thing that I saw on TikTok that this woman had said was, uh, when can we stop calling it conspiracy theory and start calling it critical thinking? Yeah, that's that's what it is. It's critical thinking. And when you shame um, people for thinking critically, and you go, oh, that's just conspiracy theory. Then then it's like, what if that happened to Sherlock Holmes during all the times where he was putting pieces together and figuring stuff out? Oh, you're just a conspiracy theorist. Don't mind him. He's just a conspiracy theorist. And then what? And then what's that definition in their brain? When they, Every time they think of conspiracy theorist, they think of someone who looks deeper 
into things and follows clues and and notices patterns and details and stuff, then they're going to associate that with, oh, I better not do any of that. I better not look closer at the details. I better not uh, uh, see, try to see what's behind the curtain. I better not try to search for the long-lost golden city of Zanzibar, you know, or whatever it is. It's like I might as well just not even try that or do any of that because if I do, I'll be labeled a conspiracy theorist and no one will take me serious. So then it's like, huh, success, you're successful in teaching people to just simply be obedient, to not, there it is. The interesting thing is, looking at this whole thing from a 5D point of view, uh, uh, from the source point of view, from the all that is type of point of view, that type of, that type of energy, so to speak, um, if we look at it from that and we realize that we are each manifesting our own chosen realities, um, there's, th- th- then we're, n- then we, we cannot be controlled or, or inhibited with these things you see out there in the news. Because when you got... And I don't even want to necessarily say a spell of protection, but when you've got that vibration around you that's that's magnetizing more of the same, well, then those things are going to be what are prevalent in your reality experience. Those are going to be the the key. Patterns, synchronicities, etc., 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 that you end up seeing in your life because of that. And that's why it's so good when you find your your tribe, when you find your, you know, like that's what's happening on TikTok, I believe. Um, There are people who are finding their soul tribe, Um, they're finding the people who are. Finding the people that are that are close to them, you know, that they relate to, that makes sense to them. Uh, you know, I'll see a lot of people on TikTok going, "Oh my gosh, you know, I can't relate to anyone. I don't have any friends." Blah 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 blah. All this stuff, and I go, "Well, good news is, just by simply commenting on this, uh, just by simply commenting on this, what's up, dude? Um, by simply commenting on this." You are you are now connected with your soul tribe, with the people who do understand you, with the people who do um, vibe with you, who relate to you. And that's the good news. You're finding them here. Uh, it doesn't matter where. See, and, the, and that's the beauty is by opening up those possibilities. Um, if, if you're thinking in your brain, okay, the only way that I'm going to find my soul tribe or whatnot, if that's even a possibility, uh, then 
you know, and, and you're only thinking, oh, I, I, I can only find my soul tribe at a, uh, you know, I don't know, out there in the streets, out there in the world, then we're, we're completely limiting the potentiality of various ways in which the universe can prove to us that there are others out there who relate to us, that vibe with us. Um, that's why I'm talking about TikTok all the time. TikTok, TikTok just ha- has this way of bringing about in a very clear indicator um, that it has a way of bringing about more of what you're putting out there. And, and, it, and, it, and it's very surprising to see the kinds of people that can magnetize, especially when I read these extra, extraterrestrial species almanac. When I read these things, it's amazing because people are coming out in the comment section going, oh my gosh, I'm an Arcturian. I'm a Pleiadian. I'm a, you know, I'm this star seed. I'm that star seed. And it's cool because I'm, I'm noticing that the, um, the commonalities between these people are very, very similar. The commonalities between the people who are like, oh my gosh, I relate to that. You know, maybe it's Syrian. Uh, there's some people on there who are related, you know, are like, oh yeah, I'm a serious starseed, Syrian. Um, I'm Pleiadian. I'm Lyran. Um, vegan. It's just, it's, it's a lot of fun to see who is going to relate to what and, um, come forward. Just fascinating. Um, same thing, same thing with Anchor, with making your own podcast. It's a great beacon for finding those people who relate to you, who, who vibe off of your, um, vibe off your vibe you find them you follow each other on social networks it's it's uh it's astounding it really is and if you're if you're listening to this podcast right now and you were led here through tiktok um please let me know call me on the hotline leave a message on the voicemail 561-203-9179 if you're on here and you want to be friends with me on tiktok Find me on TikTok, Inspirato Projecto, all one word. Find me on TikTok. And let me know that you 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 found me through my podcast. That would be awesome. I'd be honored. Truly honored. Um gosh, that 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 would just be the best. It's 2:43 p.m. Uh, it is now the 29th. We're going to be renting a uh, uh, studio tomorrow, rehearsal studio for Yachtly Crew early in the morning, probably for about six hours. So we're going to set up uh, two shows, basically, two shows, one which was which is a private uh, event, so we're, we're recording the whole, the whole thing, and then we're going to send it off to him, and then we're going to record another performance, and, uh, 
use that to stream at a, at a later date and or time. So we shall see. We shall see how that evolves. Um... I just went up to uh, this local shop. Hold on, I'm going to take you with me here. There we go. Hello. That's what I'll do. Get ourselves a chilada. You know? Let's just do it. <laughs> Let's do it, man. Of course she is. You got so many. I went to a... a um, uh, what was it? Marketing research thing. Chill. Oh. Oh, interesting. I see. All right, well, let's try this one. There's marketing research for a chalada drink. Okay, let's uh, test it out. You got $20 on this ticket. Yes, I know. Can I get one number 15? <laughs> number 15? Just one ticket? Oh, pardon me. Oh. Um, let's see. So I think just those. Okay. Yeah. Just these two? Yeah, those two. Okay, sir. And, jeez. You have a lot of options for us. I know, yeah, I know, you know, when you're at the counter and you've seen all the all the candy and stuff, oh, you're, you're like, song. what do I you do? Will say, I don't know how she's handling How the heck? What the oh, heck? my favorite chocolate in this <laughs> These are your favorite chocolates? All right, oh, I think, I I, I think I'm going to get one of those. Oh, you like these? Okay, I'm going to get one of these too. I know when you tried this. You inspired you know, me. You inspired me. I have four or five customers got addicted to this. Yeah. <laughs> and I also said, don't blame it on me. Oh, I'm my gosh. Don't blame it on me. I like the newest. Size? I never saw Oh my gosh, tiny, <laughs> tiny Nutella. Oh my gosh. 2144, <laughs> So I don't drink energy drinks. Right. When I get tired, by the way, I go straight to chocolate. Oh, go straight to chocolate. I am again like with all the foil. Oh, that's great. That's great. So instead of drinking coffee or something, you just eat the chocolate. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. Uh, No, that's all. Thank you. That's all. Thank you. Take care. So uh, that lady in there just suggested, uh, she just suggested a specific kind of chocolate that... uh, 
I went, a, went ahead and impulse buyed. Actually, that whole thing was an impulse buy. You got to follow your heart, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> you know, uh, Brian DeVille. My buddy Brian is going to be coming by the house. Heck, we might as well do a podcast. I might as well interview him if that's the case. Um, yeah, if he's if he's coming by, I might as well interview him and um, and see see what kind of nuggets of information we can find from him. Because uh, it's been a while since I talked to him. And he is the noise band specialist. I'd have him on the K-Chung show. And uh, on the radio. And he'd play some of the most obscure music I'd ever heard. And that was when I was first introduced to noise band. Noise. uh, Noise as, as a genre. One would not, you know, I mean, imagine that. Imagine that. The fact that noise is its own genre, you know what that is? That is such a huge celebration for everybody. Everybody. This means all the people who don't consider themselves musicians. All those people who, like, you know, all those people who compare themselves to other people or, or try to compete like if you're if they accept you for whatever noise you're creating for whatever you're doing like it's just automatically yes play at our festival um then that means that means pretty much between noise which is just a bit you know like pots and pans uh between that and anything anything goes so anything is is accepted and it's like it takes all the excuses um, out of the out of the minds out of the minds and, and mouths of over analysts it takes all of the excuses out it goes guess what there exists a genre that is opening their arms to whatever you are willing to give them just give it passion, give it commitment, and give it all you got. <laughs> That's what it is. I think what happens is, is that you see these people who are very committed to a particular kind of, I don't even want to use the word culture. As we've talked before, culture is just a longer word of cult. A, cult, a culture is just a cult that's grown more, bigger. Sometimes it is a cult that has gone from a, a, a tribe of people who gathered around the campfire to a village, a culture of these like minds now living in a village with their own customs, their own traditions, etc., etc., their own songs, their own way of life. So really... Culture. So that culture of noise, that culture of just blah, 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 means anything is acceptable. It's a perfect, perfect, uh, perfect creation. It's like, okay, 
we want you to be sloppy, but we want you to be committed to that sloppiness. We just want to hear whatever noise that you are committed to making. Whatever that commitment is, we want to hear it. Isn't that interesting? Whatever that commitment is, give it a hundred, you know, 50,000% and blast it. No apologies. No worries if you get the uh, balcony seats or not. The balcony seats, if they really want to see what's going on, they're going to lean in. They're going to find some way of seeing it. Monoculars, binoculars. Let them lean in. That's, that's, you know, if there's an option between screaming and yelling and going, listen to what I have to say. If there's a difference between that and not trying to, you know, not trying to appease an audience or trying to, you know, pleading, pleading for viewers, listeners, etc., etc. When you're just doing that thing, everybody leans in. Everybody leans in. Wow. So intriguing. got a few things we have to I have to animate Tommy's I have to animate a 15 second commercial a 15 second promo of the drawing that I did for Tommy's cover for his new single so I have to I drew it already but now I have to animate it so it'll be like a TikTok thing which is awesome like I'm like the I, I'm becoming the Terry Gilliam of this, um, which is just <laughs> so exciting, so exciting, so satisfying. Um, so there's that. I've got to get back to Kapow. Um, people who have entered, you know, we got to do Q and A's. I got to record some Q and A's on on Zoom. Um, it's. You know, there's a series of things. Sponsors. By the way, if you want to be a sponsor of Kapow, different sponsors, we work with different sponsors in different ways. So Final Draft, for instance, for five years we've worked with them, and they've given us nine keys, nine codes, basically, to unlock their product that we gave as, um, we give as prizes to award winners. Um, also, Sam and Max Save the World, that video game, um, I'm getting, I believe, <coughs> nine keys of that. So we're going to have that. So some of, these, some of these folks, and then they give us a promo that we play during the festival. So, so some people work like that. Others are sponsors who just want to be associated with the film festival because it's basically it's free advertising. And... Um, it's going to be on filmocracy.com. It's going to be on kapowiff.com. It's going to be on our Facebook, our socials, all that razzmatazz. So, um, and not just this festival, but, but always, always until the next festivals too. And so 
for for sort of the lower tier where where sponsors are not giving away any um, product or credit, so to speak, one of the ways in which we could do it mutually beneficial is that we so we, we advertise them, and then they simply, um, if you're a sponsor, you would simply contact your email list about Kapow and let them know that you are a sponsor. Very simple. Just say, yep, we are sponsoring the, you know, whatever, the sci-fi, we're, we're sponsoring the sci-fi block, or we're sponsoring the horror block, or, um, I mean, there's, there's so many different ways. Anyway, I hope, I hope all is well, is well, I hope all is well with you, and, um, I'm now going to open my chalada, my mouth is watering. Ooh, this is a tamarindo picante gelato, Modelo. Mmm. Wow. That's good. Um, so, yeah, if you want to uh, contribute to this show, if you want to, uh, you can call in on the voicemail. Call in on there, leave a message, we'll integrate it into the show. If you're on Anchor, you can follow, you can go on to Inspirato Projecto's page. That's me. That's who you're listening to right now. Go straight onto my page and you can leave a message for me right there in which I can um, upload to the show. Um, if you um, want to leave, oh, send me something, email it to me. Projecto at gmail.com. You can email that to me, and uh, that audio, and I'll play that. And the more, you know, obscure, obscurity is fine. If it's the sound of, you know, you trying to uh, teach your kid math, I'd love to hear it. If it's the sound of your dog uh, talking to its dog friend on, on, on Zoom or FaceTime, I'd love to hear it. Let me, let me hear that. Let us hear that. Share it with us. Uh, share it with us, please, because I love that stuff. Is it the sound of you eating? Close-ups of you eating? I'll give you an example right now. This is that woman that we just talked to. These are called Han- Hanuta. Halsnus Schnitt. Hanuta. These are little, delicious little squares. They're like little... Um, Jeez, these are like they're like little wafers, kind of like an Oreo, wow, like a waffle kind of shape. Yeah, wafer waffle type of shape. It's got a, a is that a chocolate filling? Oh my god, let's see. Mmm, 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 mmm. Oh my god. No wonder why she's addicted to these. Mmm, 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 mmm. Wow. Wow. Mmm. Mmm. See? These... Mmm. This is a kind of podcast gold that you could be sending me. Mmm. And I could share you eating your snack. Mmm. Oh, that's so good. Gotta wash it down. Oh, it's this great guy. 
I follow on TikTok. He's talking about the importance of appreciating your food. Every single food was alive at some point. And you thank it. He goes, if you are, you know, out in the desert and you don't have any food, what's the first thing that you're going to ask God for? You're going to ask for food, food, water, please. So treat our food like that, with that, that kind of reverence. And so I've been uh, really trying to be more thoughtful of that. Anyway, I hope all is well with you, and uh, on with the show. It is now 2.27 a.m. Today is um, the 30th. At 10 a.m., I will be at a rehearsal studio with Yachty Crew. Um, setting it up. Making a fun, probably hour-long video for a party and then we'll record another hour after that for a future broadcasted live stream alright we got 22 minutes left for the dryer I did this late night laundry. I've been sending off emails to uh, people on Film Freeway. Well, and also making new TikToks. It's crazy when I'm struck with an idea for a TikTok. I'm just like, okay, gotta make it. This is kind of, it's interesting. I've gone through these various stages through my life different things. Instagram I was pretty heavy into playing around on Twitter for a while. And then uh, Vine. That was another fun one. Oh yes, it feels so nice and warm in here. <clears throat> it feels so nice and warm in here, yeah. Alright, well shut this off for now. Thank you so much for going down there with me. We'll talk more later. Again, with this AI music I just sent you, who made it? Me? The computer? The programmer? The algorithm? Who takes the credit? And a lot of different questions. Where does the sound come from? You know, who makes the music? Is it the company? You know, do we have to, you know, credit the programmer? You know, what about the binary numbers? Don't the numbers deserve credit? Ah, wow, wow, wow. That is such, that's such a profound thought. The idea of giving the binary, the zeros and ones proper credit. 
It's been said that zeros and ones are the language, the language beneath all of the theorems, beneath all of the mathematical proofs. Zeros and ones, binary language, is the language of the universe. And as we know, binary language is what is used to program computers. So that would mean that we can program ourselves, which we do. And uh, that idea of the binary numbers, I suppose that would be similar to the equivalent of saying of, of an artist going, you know what, look, I didn't make it, it was made through me. However, in this case, geez, what a, that is such an interesting thing. The binary numbers are working with, you know, the AI, yeah, what's the, what, how, when we say AI, is it just... Are we basically just talking about zeros and ones making sense of one another and how to communicate better with each other? Like, do zeros and ones pretty much have to be taught how they relate to things? Apparently. I guess just like us, since they're living beings. So, but, so it's interesting. So the zeros and ones, it, is that the AI? Or is the AI translating zeros and ones? And then how does it decide, yeah, man, you're, you're so right. It's, it's, it's a conundrum concerning AI music. Kind of reminds me of like the spirit boxes that you hear about, the, the, where they, um, where they uh, collect EVPs, the electronic voice uh, prints of, 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 uh, of ghosts, and how those things run through all these different radio channels and tr try to find, try to pick up words, try to pick up you know, pieces of things that make sense. How does that know? What are, what are going to be the things that make sense? Is it a combination between you and the AI and this, the binary systems working together to create this thing? Is it kind of like Randonautica where you put out your intention and then it kind of figures out what the, um, uh, uh, what the um, coordinates are for you to go to to find that intention? Is it something like that? Is this something like t the TikTok kind of algorithm where it, it can pretty much read um, what your personality is all about by bringing you more videos that relate to your personality or your preferences? Like Spotify, stuff like that. Who do we give credit for for things like Spotify? Yeah, the programmers. But those binary numbers, those zeros and ones existed before the the binary numbers existed before the intention or the desire to translate those binary numbers into let's say i don't know physical and digital things boy wow what an interesting i mean maybe tron is a documentary. Maybe it's showing us exactly what's going on in there. It's fascinating. It's 10.16 a.m. Today is the 31st of January. Yesterday, Yachtly Crew rented out Sir Studios rehearsal space. Mmm. Having my morning cup of coffee. Oh my gosh, it is so good. Mmm. I put an extra scoop in there. Oh, wow. That's good. Strong, baby, strong. 
and we rented the theater yesterday for, well, geez, from like 10 a.m. until 7 p.m., I think. And uh, I accidentally ended up at the wrong, I don't know why, I don't know how or why or what, but I ended up at the a completely different rehearsal studio space called Pap Studios. And uh, I don't know what, I don't know what, I don't know, I don't know how I got that. I don't know what happened. I searched. I know what happened. I searched in my texts. I couldn't find the address of where they said we were going to be at. And so I searched. You know how you can search in your texts for keywords or certain things that will lead you to where you're looking for. So I just looked up, uh, what did I say, rehearsal space or something? And I just I found a conversation that showed that. And I took a photo of that, screenshotted it, so I would remember. Yeah, it was like forty minutes away. I was I was an hour late to unloading, so I felt bad about that. Um, but we did his full setup. We set up all the lights. Um, and we recorded one show for private company and then we recorded a whole nother show which is going to be played at a later date I'm not sure when uh, but it was great to see the guys again and joke around with them and stuff Philly Philly Ocean aka Philip Daniel recently um uh proposed to his girlfriend in Hawaii. He says a whole bunch of synchronicities lined up while he was out there. And so he's he's gonna tell me the whole magical experience, how it all how it all unfolded. They say Hawaii is the uh, heart chakra. Crazy little thing called love, right? Crazy little thing called love. So Buckle up. Oh, by the way, on uh, TikTok, I put some videos up of, uh, of our behind the scenes at, uh, at, in the rehearsal studio. So check that out. If you're on TikTok, follow, uh, follow me. Become my friend. And uh, let me know that you, that you found me through, uh, <laughs> through the, the podcast. I'm on there. Inspirato Projecto. All one thing. No spaces, just all all together. Tommy asked me to... Uh, I drew his album cover for his new single, Desiree, which is about his girlfriend, Desiree. And uh, then he asked me to animate it. So I got to have that ready by tomorrow. So that'll be fun. See, having these kinds of missions, 15 seconds, just got to edit 15 seconds, Bam. 15-second animation. So this is great, see, because this then inspires me to, to make my own, my own little creations. And uh, this is good. It's so interesting. When you start, when you do other people's projects that are within the similar wheelhouse as something that you've wanted to do for yourself, for your own project, um, 
see, I think maybe I need to have my sister give me assignments. So I say, okay, by this, you got to start today on this screenplay or on this project. And by this date, you got to have it done. Um, knowing, knowing, and I think that's why, I think that's what happens when people get out of college. Uh, they go back into college. They're used to having someone tell them what to do. They're used to having an, an authority stamp their papers, approve, approve their progress according to that teacher's rules. See, so it's interesting. It's so interesting. Like when we really break this stuff down and we look at the symbology of all this stuff. So at a, at a young age, we're taught to follow rules, follow regulations. Um, uh, you know, you get rewarded, all that stuff. Do good, get rewarded. I had perfect attendance, so I would get uh, White Sox tickets. And uh, I remember that in elementary school. If you had perfect attendance, you'd get White Sox tickets. And uh, I think I got that a couple years in a row. So, you you know, you're like, okay, I'm going to be good. Going to follow the rules. And then you get into, so you're through in elementary school. And then all of a sudden you're in junior high. And all of a sudden then you're in high school. And you're all of a sudden you're in college. And you're being told what to do. And you have assignments. And then you get out and you're like, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Oh, I need more schooling. But the schooling is a distraction from, I don't want to say it's a distraction. That's, 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 that's unfair to say. But like if, when I think about the idea of working hard for someone else, for someone else's criteria, for someone else's uh, approval, and you put yourself in that position, there, there's this idea of surrendering control to someone else, to someone else's world, there's that, okay, I surrender my control. What You tell me what to do, okay, I'll go here, I'll go do that. And I guess the victory is sweet if you're able to pass those classes, if you know the teacher is hard. I guess there's a sweet victory there and going, oh my gosh, I somehow made it through. That's the same sweet victory that you can get from playing a video game. Oh my gosh, I didn't get shot. Pac-Man, oh my gosh, I didn't get eaten by the ghost. There's a victory. Oh, I passed that level. And I ate all the... The uh, the fruits that came out of the oh there's some raspberries oh there are the cherries all right cool bananas whatever else they had oh there's an apple I got all the fruits I ate all the power pellets I got through the thing in the lowest amount of time wow what a victory not one ghost ate me there's a victory there so okay so there's that idea all right so that's running so imagine that that's running parallel to what I'm saying now, what I'm about to say now. So when you work at a job, it's the same thing. We're putting ourselves into we're putting ourselves into the control of someone else's criteria, someone else's likes or dislikes. Am I going to get a gold star, aka a raise? Am I going to get a promotion? So it's interesting. We can work at these jobs. We can work at these things, doing what we we don't we don't love it. And we, we're just like, I die every time I go into work, day in and day out. Uh, eating my, it's eating my soul. It's eating my soul day in and day out. And even with, even with that, okay, even with that, your health, your mentality, even with that detriment that's happening there, you're still getting your promotions. You're still getting raises. 
at doing something that you don't want to be doing. And you do something very, very well at what you don't want to be doing. So now imagine if we take that, we apply that same idea. We take what happens when we're going through schooling. You know, we take what, what happens when we go through our corporate jobs. And instead of working hard for someone else, as they say, how does that dream, how does that phrase goes? If, if you're, if you're not, uh, what is it? If you're not working for your own dreams, you're working for someone else's. So in those in- instances, at your, if you're at school, you're, you're, you're working for someone else's dream. Who's the other person? The, the, the teacher, the administration, the school, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Get that degree. That degree means something. You're sp- you know, I want respect because I've got this degree. I've got this degree. Well, why? <clears throat> well, because that, that degree symbolizes all of the years of hard work that I had to go through to get it. I didn't ask you to get that degree. <laughs> I, well, you need to respect me, dude. You have to call me doctor. Why? Because I went through 12 years of college and I got yelled at and I had to go through very, you know, it's like Luke Skywalker shooting that little through that, that little opening in the Death Star. There's that slim chance, you know, that I might have made it through. And guess what? I made it through. So I need you to respect that. Oh, okay. Well, if I respect that, will you respect that I've spent, you know, 30 years of my life acting, auditioning, making my own videos, making my... Well, no. Why? Because that's not a degree. What? <laughs> not a degree and it's uh, it's frivolous it's just uh, it's just uh, art uh, it's frivolous what what do you mean you got music playing in your in your waiting room <laughs> uh, you know it's like you respect art as much as the next guy so come on anyway i'm getting off uh, uh <laughs> getting off a- am i off topic or am i on t- uh, am i on topic so imagine working just as Hard. I'm putting that in quotes because it's like you don't have to put like slaving away, labor, hard work. That does not that's not that's not a prerequisite of creating something. (laughs) That's totally not Um, joyfully creating something. So all of the years of joyfully creating something. Do I get a a degree for all of the years of joyfully creating things? (laughs) Huh? I demand my respect too. I demand the same respect as the man who's toiled, you know, X amount of years over one painting. All that toil, all that mental anguish. I deserve the same respect. (laughs) I want the same respect as the doctor. Oh, I don't get no respect. So imagine if you worked with as many hours, probably with less energy and more joviality. Imagine this, the, 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 the amount of energy when you're doing something that you absolutely love, the amount of actual energy that you're putting into that is actually very little. If you push yourself, that's where the energy comes through. But, but the amount of energy you're actually putting into something, you're not actually putting into it because if you're doing it the right way, you're getting out of the way of yourself and the energy perpetuates itself. The energy moves you along. You're not pushing anything. You're not having to play to any audience. You're not having to showboat. You're not having to... Show someone out there, look how hard I'm playing. Look how hard I'm working at this. You don't have to scrunch up your eyebrows. Uh, Like in Japan, I was reading this article where in in Japan, uh, if you fall asleep at your desk, that's a sign of of doing hard work. 
if you fall asleep at your desk. That's rewarded. So then these people just fall asleep at their desk, even if they're not working hard. So the, what they're doing is they're perpetuating a society of people who are falling asleep at their desk, perpetuating a laziness. So in a very strange way, subconsciously, they're being rewarded for being lazy. <laughs> under the guise, under the disguise of, of working hard. It's, it, it's so, it's, so either way, it's, you're playing a game. There's some kind of game being played. But do you have to lose sleep over it? Do you have to you know, be mentally anguished? So imagine if you, if you played just, so, okay, so imagine you put very little energy into creating something phenomenal. Um, and, and just running with your heart. You know, I'm talking about not overanalyzing, just getting into the Zen meditative state. That's when you find that you're not expelling energy. So you're, you're surfing on it, in other words. So imagine if you were to really put energy into creating the thing that you love. You'd go even farther than you would if you were to really work hard at doing a job that you hate and get promotions. If you're going to get promotions, promote yourself. Give yourself permission for those promotions. Um, give yourself the accolades, the awards. If you cultivate a YouTube channel of stuff that you love, that you love, that you love, and you just simply showcase what you love. I'm speaking from experience here. If you just simply showcase what you love, what you truly love, what you want to share, give and go, here's something I want to share. This might also benefit you, which does not, is not a prerequisite. Um... However, if the audience is included in the conversation in some fashion, and you're going, I'm sharing this with you, what that does is it, it pushes aside the ego, it pushes aside the vanity, it pushes aside the arrogance and all those negative effects that, that, that we hear when, you know, that, that actually come along with the same idea of hustling, that come along with the same idea of competing. All those things, vanity, arrogance, all those things. I'm doing this to climb over the mountain of these people. I'm doing this to suppress those people. You know, whether it's a, another team, whether it's another, uh, someone listens to another band, you know, oh, those Slipknot guys. I hate those guys. Let's suppress the, you know, no, 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 no. We don't need any of that. Oh, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to win the goals for my team because I'm going to suppress the victory of the other team. No, no, no. I don't want those other guys. So when we're, when we're running from that premise, there's, there's a lot more the stuff that's going into it. In the workplace, for instance, oh, I got to appease the boss. Oh, I got to beat out the, you know, in your face, coworkers, in your face, fellow employees. I'm better than you. Look who's, look who's the boss's favorite. You know, there's all that type of just weird stuff. So what, what I'm saying here is none of that even is necessary or even has to be considered or worried about or uh, fought against, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, swam up against, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
by simply doing what you absolutely love. Here's a f- couple of fun examples. John Garside, my buddy John Garside, who did Max Neptune, he just followed his heart in um, wanting to unveil the mysteries of his town when he lived in Whittier. He thought, you know, whatever happened to that plane that crashed into the side of Turnbull Canyon? Whatever happened to that plane? Because he'd read all the conspiracy theories, all the different ideas, all the urban legends. You know, were they urban legends? Were they conspiracy theories? Did they actually happen? Let's go see if we can prove some of these conspiracy theories right, you know? So he went out there. He went out in the mountain, and he he did all of the digging in the microfiche, the newspapers that you find in the in the deep, dark recesses of the library. Library. He spent a lot of time in a library, researching, researching, looking through old newspaper articles, talking to people, talking to the people of his community. Just really wanted to get to the bottom of this. And you know what he found? Just by following his heart, he found a piece. He found a piece of the remains of the airplane itself. He went to the exact the exact site. He went to the exact site. He found a piece of the airplane. Look what gift that was from the universe. It was like, thank you for, thank you for following this story. Thank you. And, and because you did that, here's your gift. Here's this extraordinary gift, a token of my appreciation. <laughs> the plane itself was calling him to it. The plane itself was going, boo, 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 boo. John Garside, I'm over here. Find out my story. And he made these documentaries. So he made a documentary about it. He put it out there. He ended up getting thousands and thousands of views on this thing. And, um, and the library wanted copies you know, so they wanted a copy, and then he, he was led on to the next mystery, and then on to the next mystery, and on to the next mystery. There's a story that happened up in the up in Turnbull Canyon where a guy was chased on his carriage by a a a, 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 a mountain lion. He's chased by a mountain lion. So he he found he found that story, put that story out there, and people around his neighborhood really started leaning in, really loved what he was doing. And they started hiring him to give lectures and then show these movies. He did one about the Electrodome up there in the old oil garrets up there in the Whittier Hills. Um, there's a guy named Haight, William Haight, who made the world's first weather machine. And then those blueprints were bought by the Russians. And those blueprints were then bought by the Asians. And then those blueprints were then bought by the Australians. And those blueprints were then bought by um, here in America for HARP. So those blueprints that were made to create the Electrodome are made for harp. So just by him investigating his heart, following his heart, look at all of a sudden, and he became very, very, very popular. He told an untold story of, a, of, a, of, a, of this whole police, this uh, stakeout, this, this, this thing that went wrong. And uh, he told the story of that, and now that is his been hailed by all these police departments as an extraordinary movie and they and they play it as a training video for their for their employees for their new cops 
The cops to this day ask him to, to review footage and stuff. He's like an unofficial, he's like an unofficial detective. It's so kick-ass. He's like a Sherlock Holmes helping out these guys now. And uh, so it's just awesome. Just by following your heart, you can grow an entire audience. This has been happening with me on TikTok. I'm astonished that I have even a thousand people watching what I'm doing. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> it's just amazing. So f- just follow your heart. Follow your heart. And then that, in a sense, can become your business. My buddy Alan Panicle, he loved drawing. He loves drawing. And he started drawing. He started making up prints and selling them online and going around to these comic cons and going to Artist Alley. And people got to know him. And at first he started with fan art. And then he started making his own stuff. And then, oh, my God, it's just amazing when you see these success stories. So follow your heart, you know. Instead of spending $20,000, $30,000, I still owe money to my to Columbia College, 23000 Um, Instead of, you know, going to film school, spending $20,000 on film school, spend that $20,000 on making your own film. And then simply research, you know, distributor, just like I did for these two movies that we got going on. Legend of Fall Creek, it's coming out February 9th, and Black Pumpkin is already out. These are two Halloween-centered movies. If I could just take movies, just make movies that take place on Halloween, I'd be so excited. I'd be so excited. Like, that would be awesome. That'd be so kick-ass. Anyway, what you're about to hear next is a behind-the-scenes uh, of Yachtly Crew. So check it out.
Richard Wilson from Mad Shelley Films, and we have a message for you. This, this is, is Mad Shelley Films, and, and you're, you're listening, listening to Inspirado Projecto Radio. Radio.